Welcome to There Are Levels to This Chick podcast, a place where we aim to engage, empower, educate, and entertain. Please welcome your host, Sangay Smith, a regular chick with opinions to share. Hey, kinfolk, welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I actually have uh, multiple guests today. Yeah, you heard it. We have multiple guests today. I had the pleasure of um, being introduced to a really wonderful couple who actually have uh, their own podcast, uh, being uh, Becoming rather Black Excellence, uh, Kevin and Marsha. So I just want to give them a moment to introduce themselves to you all. Say hey, guys. <laughs> Hi, thank you right, so thank much you. Thank for, you for having, having us. us. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Um, I thought it was a really good opportunity. I think when we uh, last spoke, we uh, kind of came up on um, something that we would both be able to kind of have a perspective on uh, from you guys being a married couple and, of course, me being a single woman and just really doing an analysis of uh, marriage, the belief in marriage, the understanding of marriage, the root of marriage and things like that from those two different perspectives. Um, so I wanted to take that time to do that today. Uh, before we actually jump into the topic, me and being me, I'm a, I'm a history person. <laughs> so I, I went ahead and, and actually kind of looked back at... Um, marriage or the onset of marriage. So um, the first noted reference that I saw is that it started maybe around the 13th century. I know that that's when it's probably more documented. I'm quite sure it was before then. But yeah. a lot of times, and I think that today, people don't realize or don't acknowledge the fact that marriage's main purpose was just to act as an alliance between families. It was a business transaction. So it wasn't put in place to say, oh, I love you or oh, this is a commitment for us to be together for life. It's, hey, this is a business track. Contra contra <laughs> contract. This is a business contract. Uh, I'm here to take your daughter. I'll give you some money and you will give me um, the recognition of your title or uh, of your name or whatever the case is. And it was an arrangement, essentially. So there's most cases the men paid bride prices. Um, there was most marriages a lot of times were arranged. Even today, you have some cultures like in the Pakistani, Indian, African, Asian cultures, um, some African countries. I don't know the spread of it, but there's a lot of cultures that still do arrange marriages to this day, because that's just like a, a cultural forefront. And the thought process behind it is that um, it's not about love at first sight or love. It's about um, building that connection and you'll learn to love that person. So I thought that that was an interesting thing to kind of look back at or how the idea that if you didn't get married at a certain point, like back in the day, you were considered like a spinster. You're like, you're 30 and you're not married. But today you have so many people who are 40, 50, 60, who've never been married. So that's interesting. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, marriage overall, right? Right. Well, personally, I believe in marriage. Um, I think, you know, when you're married with someone, you have the opportunity to start building. Although, yes, you can do it before without have, like uh, being married, but marriage to me is a choice and showing that other person that I'm committed to you now. Yeah. So yeah. how did you feel about like the transactional part of it? The transaction, yeah, the, the origin, I feel like um, it has evolved 
to something totally True. different. So totally different now. I think it still exists. It it it, it, it does uh, yeah. still exist. A lot of places still do it. A lot of cultures, as you mentioned, still do it. Um, and some cultures actually still do the bride price. And and in some cultures as well, if you're not married by thirty, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Uh, however, mostly the women though. The guys yeah, yeah. can get away with being like forty. <laughs> Because they can marry any age and yeah. they can reproduce at any age. The, but now in other places and other cultures, it's everything. Some in some sense, it's based on love. Right. So in my case, it's based on love. Oh, you love me. <laughs> I was like, you better believe in marriage. Be married. <laughs> So, you know, it's like I said earlier, it's to me, it's that choice that you, you I'm committing to you. This is I'm making this decision and I'm making this choice because I want to be with you and I want to build with you. So, right. yeah. Which is you, Marsha. What do you how do you view marriage? Um, for me, it's really different. I personally don't believe marriage is necessary. Um, I do believe that two people could commit to one another, live their lives together, create a family together without being married. Um, as it was in its origin, like basically a contract, I see I you see that to this day, um, obviously in a less formal, Mm -hmm. um matter if we're just going to speak of like marriage in american society for instance i mean you see people marrying um for financial gain you're seeing people marry to keep the financial wealth of the family you see people marrying for cultural reasons um uh, political political yeah, reasons right, yeah. whatever and at the end of the day for me i my argument has always been the love could easily get lost in the contract or else you wouldn't have people having prenuptial agreements, postnuptial agreements. These are all business transactions. It's essentially a contract and you're also allowing the government to determine to an extent how you are supposed to function right. as a unit. And it's like you're inviting things to be, you know, controlled in a way in your life. Like, if you're married, you do this. If you're married, you, do, you have to do that. You have to, um, there's a benefit for, for this. It's like you, you fall victim to the system. Right. And because I think that to what you were saying, when you are a couple that's been together for 10 years and mm -hmm. then you go get married, your family now expects you in a certain way to behave differently. Like, oh, you guys are married now. You can't do that. Or you guys I are married now. It's, and um, what you said about the kind of like the government, it's one of the things that came to mind when you said that was like taxes, like, oh, well, right. as a married couple, you have to file together. Or I think there's some instances where you can file separately, but then it's the standard is, oh, you're married now. So you need to do all of these things together. If he has bad credit, now you have bad credit yeah. or vice versa. So there's a lot of things that are positives or negatives that could come with that. Yeah, exactly. You, you know this is my thing when it comes to marriage. It's um, the societal pressure. To, to me, for marriage to be successful, right, and for you to truly say, okay, now I believe in it, I believe in this union, it's to move forward, move along, live your life 
without societal pressure, without whatever society is telling you to do, telling you how to be, tell, telling you what you should do together as a couple or as a married couple. Because no matter what happens, something happens inside that couple, society is not going to tell you, or oh, you're right, you're wrong. You know, all or that's like a couple has a disagreement. Yeah, a disagreement. oh, they will if you invite them because people like invite, to put their dirty laundry out. Yeah, the but but they're not gonna be the 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 person to tell you, um, re, rekindle the relationship. Try no, to, they oh, do. Yeah, they do. Have you been what? on the internet? <laughs> Some people. Like you you living under a rock. <laughs> people think they own your relationship. That's why I always say. If you want to have a successful relationship, especially in this day and age, do not invite people into your business. Yeah, of course. I don't care if it's your mama, your dad, your sister, a friend, strangers. People always have an opinion. It's up to them to have their opinion, but you can't allow it to um, dictate. Be the decider. Yeah, for your decisions. And if you purposely go online or put your business out there, I don't know, like word of mouth, so that you could have people back you up, you're always going to think you're right. You're yeah. never going to see like reason because you're going to preface things in a way to make you get what you want out of it and be like, oh, clearly I'm not the problem. Look at all these people who yeah. agree with me. But no one else can know your relationship besides you. What I mean is that you'll find more people to say, um, leave that dude, leave that girl woman because this and so and so and so is not working. Versus people would say, would say, no, you guys need to sit down and talk it out. No, there's fact, people, there's just as many people who say sit down I and talk it out. I don't think it's 50-50. No, I think so. I, I, think, society, so, I, I, <laughs> I think, think so. I think it depends. I, the perfect example is Cardi B. When old boy cheated on her, everybody and their mother, especially the male entertainers, were on his side and were like, stay with him, stay with him, forgive him, forgive him. But if the situations were reversed and she had been the one to cheat, then all of those same guys would have been telling him to leave her. So I think it depends. They always want women to be ride or die. And then men, Mm -hmm. in most cases, can't handle cheating. Uh, Mm -hmm. A woman, in a lot of cases, can forgive cheating, but most men can't. It for whether it's uh, ego based, whether it's the, the the way they think about it, whatever it is, they can't handle it. So if the woman cheats, it's considered to be a greater sin in a way because she has right. to be emotionally attached, which is BS, by the way. Women right. can cheat just for the same sexual reasons that a man would cheat. So, but yeah, I think that it depends on whether it's a man or a woman whether or not people say to stay or to leave. And I do agree um, with Marsha that it happens on both sides. But from what you're saying, um, Kevin, I think also something to consider when it comes to like the social media stuff too, the point Marsha was making, it's how much you let them in. Like there's people, I see celebrity couples and I'm judging the heck out of them. Now I'm not going to tell them what to do, but what I see, but you never know what reality is like. You will see a couple, you think they were really cute, they're beautiful, and they're whatever goals. Like, you see sometimes, like, these YouTube stars that have these family channels. They're this goals, and then a year later, they both have separate channels, and you're like, oh, I didn't think anything wrong was going on. But you never really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one thing for us, though, that really worked, just to kind of preface the conversation of marriage and whether it's necessary... For us, when we decided to do it, we told no one, like no one knew about us getting married, 
and no one has known even up to now. It's just here and there, maybe it comes out. If it's said, it's whatever. But that alone in itself allowed us to live our lives so freely. We never thought of it in that way. Yes, we know we're married, but we didn't walk around thinking, oh, I'm a husband, I'm a wife, this is what I need to do. We were just living our free old lives. No one had their mouth on us. And then obviously we had a kid a few years, like a few years later, what, you know, things happen. And then you start hearing all the voices. So when's the wedding? When's the wedding? I'm like, don't worry about it. Stuff's not not happening, not happening. But meanwhile, we're we're married already and nobody knows. So really the joke's on you. But you see, people really fall into this like mindset of, oh, you did this, you did that. Now you need to get married. Now you need to act like this. It's like, let me live my life for me. Me getting married does not affect you. Yeah. And sometimes they take it people take it personally when you yeah. when you choose not to do something it's like you're an yeah. you're an affront to their existence by not doing it the way they want exactly That's and i'm like true. it, it true. has nothing to do with you like we're gonna do what works best for us and it's been the best thing ever yeah the the, the 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 thing is um there there was not a huge um person personality shift Right. For, like from before marriage and after marriage or relationship our relationship yeah. uh, shift. because it was you know, it was us we before we got married actually we were already doing like what married couple do you know yeah like we live together yeah. we purchase car together like you do like simple, simple things then yeah. again they're married people who don't even do that stuff so they're married too, couples yeah. who sleep in the um separate bedrooms have their finances separate um, essentially live completely individual lives and just come together when it's convenient for them. Yeah, that uh, leads to the old adage, though, why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. So, like, I personally feel that if I'm going to marry someone, I need to live with them first because I need to understand who they are on a day-to-day basis because I think a lot of times when people get married and they've never lived with that person, they mm-hmm. may not understand truly the level of either messy they are, are they like the kind of person who like wakes up every morning at 3 a.m. or like whatever it is that they would do in their day to day, you can hide that when you don't live with someone and you only see them a couple times a week for a certain amount of time. But when you live together, you can't hide as much about yourself and your personality. And I think that's why I find that it's good to live with someone prior to even thinking about marriage. Yeah. In regards to my perception of marriage, I don't know if I necessarily feel like it's necessary, but I do feel like it would be something that I would like. But is it going to be the end all like, oh, if we never get married, this is the end of our relationship? I don't feel like I have that mindset per se, but it is definitely. And I also think it's because my perception on it is, is changing. Growing up in the century, the idea is like, well, if you love me, if you're committed, then we'll get married. But if you really think about what the purpose of marriage is for, it's it's not really like, okay, it's a piece of paper and it's saying that you're committed and it's giving you, quote unquote, certain benefits. But what if the benefits that it's, quote unquote, offering you don't want? Mm-hmm. So then you have to evaluate from that perspective. And then when you get married, you also are marrying that person's family. Like yeah. a lo- that's a big component of it. Like you marry into a family on either side. So and the, you're in there now your family. So good or yeah. bad, you have to like 
not necessarily deal because that sounds like a bad thing, but you have to have that connection with these individuals as well. And sometimes that's one of the biggest reasons some marriages end is because the in-law situation, either it's mother-in-law, the father-in-law, whomever makes it very difficult for that person to stay in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to cut off people, even if they're family. I'm, it's just, it's true though. It's very true. I, I don't know if you've noticed though, but I've noticed a lot, especially with like a lot of um, online uh, couples, TV couples, there's too much drama with the in-laws or the parents. In some cases, I, I don't know if you, you're familiar with this couple, um, Kim Zolziak, Bierman and her oh, husband. Oh, yeah. Issues with Croy? Troy? Oh, no, no, no. They're fine. But they both cut off their parents. Oh. They have no relationship because both could not respect each one, their choice. And they have a choice. They could not respect. um, Both both sets of parents couldn't respect the choice of the marriage. Same thing with Gary Owens. I think he cut off either his mom or his dad. I can't remember which one. I think sometimes you have to. He was like deuces. But yeah. sometimes you have to. He's to Kobe Bryant. It was the same thing for him, too. Yeah, they had their own problems. But his parents and I believe also siblings did not show up to his ma- marriage, his wedding, because they didn't they didn't want it. They didn't agree with it. They were young. They felt like, oh, sh- they just didn't approve. And they got cut off, too. So sometimes you just got to cut off people and live your best life, even if they're family or parents, because. It's not worth it if it's going to affect you yeah. in such a negative way and affect your children and affect your relationship. What's the point at that? Yeah, but some people can't see it like that. Some people, for some people, family is above everything. And for some, like you have this with some women where they're daddy's girls to the extreme, but mm-hmm. you see it way more commonly with men being mama's boys in the, not in the, oh, I love my mom. I take care of my mom. But in the, my mom has to agree with every single thing I do with my life. And if she doesn't agree, like there's a TV show that I was watching the other day. I'm going to give you an example of one of the scenarios. This guy, I think he is either Indian or Pakistani. I can't remember. It might be like Pakistani. And he's dating this Asian girl. His Mm -hmm. mom is not a fan of the fact that she's not from their culture. Mm -hmm. So he invites his mom to lunch with the girl so that they can try to build a relationship and these other things like that. Even after so many instances of the mother-in-law being, or the, uh, his mom being so mean, this lady invited another girl on to the lunch date to sit there and be like, Oh, well, I brought her for you. And the girl is like, what? I, he has a girlfriend. Like, I didn't know that he had a girlfriend. Why would you invite me? And she's like, Oh no, she needs to leave. She needs, she's telling the girl that she needs to go. So she goes outside and the mom is like, you're not going to leave me to go talk to her or take care of her. And it's like, there's some cultures where it's like that, where if the mother-in-law doesn't like you, you might as well just give up on that relationship unless he's going to be willing to let go of that or he or She's gonna be willing to let go of that. You, it's just dead. But I was like, "Ooh, girl, (laughs) that's too much." Yeah, that is so. But that's that's one thing I I I don't understand. When I hear Mama's boys will agree with every single thing their their uh, mother or daddy's girls. Let's not just put it on the guys. It happens with women too. Because no matter what, like you, your own person as well. Yeah, you, know, you you can cherish and uh, welcome and appreciate your parents' ideas, but sometimes if they don't align with what you want to do with your life, 
It's take a little bit of some and then make it something of yourself. So here's something interesting and that that will point you to that. In a lot of cultures, in the in the U.S., um, mm-hmm. to put into it, in the U.S., you're seen as an individual. In some mm-hmm. cultures, you are seen as a family member. You Your family is above you. So mm-hmm. you do everything for your family because of your family to please your family. And then in some instances, parents feel like they gave birth to you. They took care of you. So it is your responsibility to do what they tell you to do, how they tell you to do and live the life that they choose for you because they set you up to be in a certain point. And I see that a lot when it comes to um some cultures where it's really that's the thing like you're doing what your family says because they brought you into this world and they gave you life and they took care of you so you now have to do what they tell you to do which is toxic very much so but they don't realize that it's because that happened to them so they expect that that need their kids need to follow that as well Mm -hmm. because i remember i was watching um i think an uh an episode of ayanla fix my life oh yeah and she was discussing in one of those episodes, like all the trauma, ancestral traumas that black people face, whether black American, black, what, what, whatever it may be. It's all learned behavior we've taken from generations and we've convinced ourselves and normalized it to think that these beliefs and practices are healthy mm-hmm. and normal and they should just be as that so like in the, for instance you were talking about the um young boy the, the young man who his mom was essentially disrespecting his his girlfriend oh, yeah. partner and it was okay to him he didn't stand up for her right he barely did he barely yeah. did and some <laughs> people in that is to be like wait what's wrong with you like why wouldn't you just stand up but i could understand probably in his mind thinking about his family and his culture. It's like, you don't disrespect your mom. You can't like, you can't, you know, disagree with what she's saying. You know, we just got to give her some time to come to it. But no, it's like, they are so convinced that what they want and what they think is right. And no matter what, even if they're contradicting themselves as a parent, that they are the ones in charge to tell you how to live your life, tell you who to marry, tell you how to be with someone and think like they can have, um, what's the word? Like, as you said, like dictate, a, dictate, dictate, yeah. dictate your choices. So it's like, if you allow your parents to dictate your marriage or dictate your relationship, then you have no relationship. Right. Essentially. What you have is like puppets, well, like, yeah. Puppets yeah. Like yeah. So Kevin, for you, like when you first like met Marsha or when you guys started to build your relationship and you were thinking about getting married, if your mom had had a serious issue with her or has she ever had a serious issue with you or someone you've dated? Have you hesitated to be with that person because of how your parents felt about that, that woman? No, not at all. Um, and also to this one thing that my mom has always told us, I only have, um, I have brothers, so it's all boys, um, that no matter what we choose, even if she doesn't like that person for whatever reason, she must accept it. Because she understood because she un- very forward thinking of your mom. Yeah. <laughs> she, she went through it herself of not mm-hmm. being accepted and dealing with the like unruly, I guess you could say, yeah. mother-in-law. So in that instance, she was like, I never want to put a woman through what I went yeah. through. Whereas 
you would think most people in that situation would be like, well, I'm going to do the same damn thing because I have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what they yeah. do. But she like is able to recognize that, no, it's not good. I shouldn't do that. And I think that's like really important for people to put first in their relationship yeah. that your partner you choose in life is now your family, married or not. Like, yes, your mother, your fa- their parents, whatever, your siblings. Yes, you love them. They were your family before, but they're not the ones you're going to be with every day. They're not the ones you're sleeping you with, with and they're not the ones you're procreating with. So you have to defend who is now your family, yep. which is your, your core part- family. Yeah, yeah, your core family, who's and which is your partner and your children, not them. You can thank them and appreciate them for everything they've done, but you don't owe them anything. Now, right? now, uh, so... And because of that, no matter what relationship I, I, I used to get into and no matter who I meet and when I met Marsha, it, it's like I'm not thinking about, oh, okay, will my mom like her? The first question is, do I love this woman? Do I like this woman? And then as long as this is inserted, everything else, actually everything else doesn't matter because, you know, what matters is, how I feel about her, you know? So my parents will just have to follow. And uh, for them, it was whatever you choose. We support. support. So how old were you guys when you guys got married? Oh, I got married. I thought you were say when we met. Uh, (laughs) I was about 17. Oh, we got married young. 22. 22? Yeah. Do you look back and for any reason feel like you should have waited until you were a little bit older? Or do you feel like for you guys at that time, it was um, ideal and it was still the best decision? Um, I'm not saying that you look back and feel like you should have done it when you were older, meaning that you made a mistake, but hey, we should have maybe waited a couple more yeah. years or just shifted things around a little bit. Yeah, I understand. For for me, it, it didn't it didn't matter because um I, you knew? Yeah. Oh, you know, by that time, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> but but by that time, we were twenty two. I had already told Kevin like maybe a few years earlier, <laughs> two years earlier. It wasn't even about marriage. It was just about commitment to yeah. each other. I was like, if you don't know by the age of 22, if you want to spend your life with me, then we were going to have problems because you have up until 22 to break up with me because you're not going to take up all my fresh 20s where I'm looking fly, looking good, take me off the market and then put me back on when I'm in like 30s and nobody yeah. wants me. You know, that sounds harsh, but it's really true. There's a lot of women, especially women who want marriage, who stay with men, who will never give it to them. And then they lose their 20s and 30s. And then now they're in their 40s trying to find a partner. So I agree with that. But um, what are you saying about um, whether you... And and by 22, we we had already been together for five years. Right. Um, And to me, it was, you know, I I actually... I went through that, um, um, those thoughts in my head. I was like, man, usually, you know, I, we got to wait until our early 30s. But I told myself, you know, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter because she's the one. Once she's the one, it doesn't matter at what, what time, what what year, whether it's later or now. Yeah. Because and it yeah. wasn't like something planned. Where there were so many circumstances and things that were happening yeah. at the time. And it was just something sporadic and it was brought up and we're like, you know what? It makes sense. Why not? I mean, we don't need to tell anybody about it because it's nobody's business and we don't have to be like giving people details. So if it works best for us, 
Ben. Let's do it. And I remember I was like, you know what? Because I was so I'm so against marriage, which is very ironic. I was literally like, I'll marry you, Kev. And then in a few years, if I decide I want a divorce, because I feel like it's too much, we're going to have a divorce, but we're not breaking up. We're just legally separating on so, paper. Because hey, I want that is my, something that's historically done. Um, I think in the I. I think it's a, like um, in the Irish culture, it was way, way back in like the 12th or 13th century, maybe even before then, they had something called a year and a day where you mm -hmm. would marry someone for a year and then mm -hmm. are, have the idea of marriage. And then at the end of the year, you'd be like, all right, are we in this permanently or are we going our separate ways? And people will then decide without having any of the repercussions of getting a quote unquote divorce, they would mm -hmm. decide if they wanted to split or not. And so that wow. is something that has done been done in culture. So you oh, may that, not have known that, but you were um, thinking in I'm, your ways. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, like, because I always said too, because I was like, I feel like the whole construct of marriage makes people think they're stuck. Whereas yeah, when you're just in a long-term yeah. relief, because you hear people, they're together for 10 years, 15 years, get married, and then they're divorced in two. It's like, what happened to all those 10, 15 years? And I think the difference is psychologically, when you know you're not stuck, you feel less- You work harder. Yeah, you work yeah. harder. Whereas when you feel like, wow, we're bonded because we're in marriage, this ain't gonna work, da 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 then you feel, okay, let's just go to the extreme and divorce. And for me, I was like, one, we never put that pressure on ourselves mm -hmm. or even thought of it in that way. So I think that's what's kind of the magic to our juice. We don't think of ourselves as married. Um, so it doesn't like we don't feel stuck. Like if oh. I say I'm gonna get up and leave tomorrow, or he says he's gonna get up and leave tomorrow. Where okay, what? <laughs> 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 you ain't going nowhere, but it's good that you think you can't. not feel like some type of way about. Well, it. if we really think about it too, and I, then I'll let you. I think you were gonna say something, Kev, but just think about it. People always talk about. Well, my grandparents were married for seventy years. I'm like, yeah, but your grandpa also had a whole secret family and beat your grandma, and she didn't have a job, so she couldn't leave. So she was literally stuck and miserable for fifty seven years of that entire time. So I apologize that you feel like being married for seventy years is so great when somebody's miserable. Or my Thank parents you. were married for. You have to look at the time when right. women were not working and the men were the sole breadwinners. Where's she gonna go? Where was grandma yeah. gonna go? Who's right. she going to go with? She can't go right. back to her family. They don't have the means to support her. In uh -huh. today's day and age, <laughs> women and men are able to leave because most women are working yeah. and they have their own financials. Because you see cases like that. A rich uh -huh. guy or um, is married, the wife is a stay-at-home, then he finds somebody else, leaves her, she's destitute with the kids, losing everything. So uh -huh. that is a lot of times why some people stay in marriages what we talked about before finance they don't mm -hmm. have a choice if they leave they're literally putting themselves or their kids into a situation where they could be homeless at any given moment so that yeah. is part of the reason why marriages from like the 20s 30s and 40s lasted as long as they did like they get so old and curmudgeon together that they're like forget it we're gonna die together and be old and miserable <laughs> together yeah. not hey. all of them but there is a there's a good amount mm -hmm. It, you know, um, or I'm sorry, or they stay because they don't believe in the like they don't want the taboo of divorce on right them. exactly yeah. because yeah. even in the Catholic culture you couldn't get a divorce and if you did yeah. get a divorce you couldn't remarry again. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's very common actually. People instead of getting a divorce, they they're they're separated inside the house. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah that happens in Jamaican culture all the time. You're like, how you still live? You live have two separate houses and y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like they act like, you know, it's hilarious. They're in separate rooms, but they're there for the sake yeah. of the kids. But when they go to the family, um, you know, reunions and weddings and funerals, they're a front. Like nobody knows yeah. they're yeah. you would think they're good. But in home, yeah, mommy and daddy sleep in separate rooms. They're separated, but we yeah. don't talk yeah. about it. Does that happen in Haitian culture as well? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, people like to say, oh, it's not common. It's common. You just don't, they don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't you, talk, Like, you yeah. know, when you walk into that person's house and you see you one is that. in one room and the other ones, you don't even need to ask. You already know. Because yeah. it's like. It, it, it happens. It's, it happens. And, and, you know, it's also um, divorce is not well regarded yeah. in, in Haitian culture. So like if your divorce mm-hmm. is... Uh, before, Look, I mean, know, not the newer age. Like, not yeah. not like um, like the youngings. I feel like they don't really care anymore. Like, once you become, I guess, Americanized to an extent, you're like, whatever. People get divorced and remarried. I'm going to live my life for me. But for, like, the more traditional mm-hmm. Haitians... They don't care. They're staying no matter if what. If grandparents hear that, you know, you're getting a divorce, it's like the world is ending. Ending. It's like, no, yeah, stay. No, Why stay wouldn't together, you stay? So, yeah. yeah, because I they, the idea and the concept that's put on our generation is that we are unwilling to fight for our relationships, which I agree to a certain degree that oh, in some yeah. instances, people do yeah. give up on their marriages too quickly. However, yeah. there is certain things that if done are... Uh, dead end stop sign like hey this is over like if that person is abusive to you and or the kids if they're cheating on you if you can forgive someone who cheats then that's on you but if you can't then you are not required to then stay in this marriage and help them fix themselves which is how it usually is you should be willing to stay and help them work through it now fam they need to figure out their own stuff. I'm going to go over here and find someone else who's willing to treat me the way I should be treated versus yeah. being belittled all the time. And my whole thing is like, if you are going to be um, unfaithful, why couldn't you just sit down and say, listen, I'm having temptations and I can't hold them. I think we need to just separate and give me time to explore. And if you're willing to take me back, you can do so. Instead of me disrespecting you and cheating uh, on you for the whole world to Marcia, know. Marcia, you know that's not going to happen. You sound naive right now. You know nobody out here going to do that. They want cake and eat it too. Like that's what it is. Well, I know, but it's the thing is, it's the idea they think, oh, I'm not going to get caught. It's like, oh, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I remember a man once said, if he truly loves his woman and he's a cheater, he will never let her know or find out. And I'm like, that still don't make no sense. If you because truly you, love you know, for, a person, for, you're for, not going to do it. For a lot of men, it's a, it's a thrill to cheat. For people so, in general, because it can be a thrill for women as well. Oh, yeah. I think people, women get a pass on cheating and have been getting a pass on cheating and saying, oh, it has to be emotional. It's not always. They cheat in the same way that men do. There can, And to a certain degree, sometimes I feel like women are better cheaters than men because men get caught a lot more. <laughs> but I think to, to what you were saying. Um, I've never been cheated on. Well, that is true. Thank too, you. <laughs> <gasps> but to what he what you were saying earlier about the reason why they say if you truly love a woman you won't let them find out is because at the end of the day just because someone cheats it, they 
it sounds asinine. It's a really dumb way to think is they cheat, but they don't want to hurt their partner. So they know that if their partner finds out it's going to hurt them, so they'll cheat and keep it from them and say, well, I'm not hurting them because they don't know. Yeah. And I also heard that it's also an idea kind of like your wife is your wife, for instance, for some men, and you hold her to a a higher standard. So if there's certain things that you're getting from cheating, I don't know, sexual pleasures or sexual freaky stuff that you don't necessarily want your wife, who's also the mother of your like three kids to be doing, you'd rather just go and do it with that side person. But that person is, it's made clear. They're nothing. They're nobody, but I'm still like, I don't know, but you should still be able to do that with your wife. If you feel like, that is your partner in life. You should be able to communicate that unless you guys have an arrangement. People have arrangements. Well, when you look at marriage and the way that it is depicted in most religion, and I think it happens a lot of times with people who are a little bit more religious, it is it is in some cases seen as a tool for procreation uh, when you're having sexual relationships with your partner or you do it, but you're not going out, you're not going off the wall there. I think there's still a law in place where in like Virginia or something where you used to have to do it through a sheet hole, like at some point, or there's certain positions yeah. that you can't do. I think mm-hmm. the only religion that I could think of, and I could be wrong, but the only religion that I could think of that does not uh, have the notion that of sex being such a taboo subject is the uh, Muslim faith where they feel like that's an important part of that relationship with your partner and you should be able to do and enjoy them in that uh-huh. way. And I so I think that's also a part of it. The idea of the virgin versus the 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 whore, like your uh-huh. wife is like the Virgin Mary and she's pure and pristine and you don't want to dirty or sully her to what mm-hmm. you were saying by having her do these things that you feel like a wife shouldn't do. Right. Exactly. But Kev, we've been interrupting you and we feel really bad. So we're going to let you talk about what you want to talk about. And we're not going to say nothing for one minute, Marshall. We just go no, sit here and fine. listen to Kev. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, let's, let's keep having the ideas flow. You know, that's what, how it comes. Whenever now I get interrupted, it, it goes boop. <laughs> You know, so let, let's keep having this Is that talk. something that you would say? Oh, I think a good thing to talk about for you, at least for men, do you, does everything change after you get married? That's, I feel like men's number one thing. Oh, it's all going to change. It's going to be so different. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to you do see, this. You're not going to be able to do that. You do, see, it's Do because, I let you live? No, but that's because of the societal pressure. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, uh, a married man is not supposed to go to the bar or to the club after, yeah, after marriage. You know, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to go hang out with the boys. Uh, be supposed to be inside all the time with your family. It's not. It's not like that. If you know you want to have a boys' night out, have a boys' night out. However, yeah, you I, were in the club when I was pregnant. Yeah, but I was working. That's that sounds super shady. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was working. But, like, I remember he used to tell me, oh, all the guys keep asking me, like, if you're okay with it. And I'm like, yeah, she's fine with it. Because I don't care. My whole thing is, like, if you trust each other, if you trust him, like, you shouldn't have any concern where he is. He should be able to handle himself. And I would feel that he feels the same way about you. Like, wherever you are, you should be able to handle yourself. But continue. So, Kevin, for you, just to go off of that. So, yeah, you can still go out. But did you shift, like... 
maybe not just from the marriage component, but just from the relationship, was there a shift in what you allowed yourself to do when you were with your friends? Because you know, when you're with your friends, sometimes maybe you guys went to a strip club or something and you would be comfortable getting a lap dance, like after marriage, are you like comfortable with that? Or are you like, no, getting a lap dance from another woman would be a cheating? Like, did those kind of things shift with how, what level of interaction you could have with another woman and it not feel like you're being unfaithful to Marsha? Okay. Um, well, I always, let's put it this way, not lap dance, but dancing in general. I don't feel like dancing with another woman is like cheating per se, because dancing in general is dancing. Unless right? you're dancing like Jamaicans. And Haitians. <laughs> <laughs> but continue <laughs> but sometimes you know it's crazy even when you dance compound like um it's very married, yeah married couples dance compound with other people all the time no i know in, in Asian culture which is it's normal it's yeah the <laughs> thing is there's a way to dance where you know you don't feel like okay i'm being too sensual right there mm -hmm. you know too much feeling into it so mm -hmm. it's all about the feeling because dancing, dance, dancing is an art. So mm -hmm. I'm always gonna enjoy dancing. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm gonna dance, I and I always tell Marsha that it, I don't feel that that's being unfaithful or that's cheating. And as long as she's okay with it, we're all good. So yes, when I go out with the boys or if I, whenever we're going out. It's not after marriage that, let's just say, if I decide not to do something the boys are doing, it was all, always before. It doesn't matter. Nothing actually changed in terms of what I would do and what I wouldn't do. If before, when we were, when I, uh, when I, when we were dating, if I didn't feel like doing something I felt like it wasn't appropriate to, to do or that would be disrespecting my partner, I wouldn't do it. So marriage in general didn't change that aspect because having a partner is already important whether you're married or not you know that's just respect so yeah marriage did not did not change that thinking process of, yeah so you don't feel like you lost your freedom no, or your no, ability no. to like because, do things no because i still have the choice i can do pretty much whatever i want unless you know because I never it's tell not you cheating, or it's not it's yeah. it's it's un, it's not yeah. it's unfaithful. I mean, I personally feel like I also I do a good job of never telling you you can't do something. I feel like a lot of men have shared that where when they get married, their wives tell them they yeah. can't go there, they can't do this, they can't do that. Everyone's marriage is their own, as I said. Maybe you have the type of partner you have to tell them they can't do certain things, like because they don't understand right. it. But I feel like we both are very balanced in the sense mm -hmm. that we know limits and we know what's yeah. unacceptable and disrespectful. So we don't do that to each yeah. other. To go off on that, it, the only, um, when we were dating, it's not because, you know, I started dating Marsha or I got married. If I had a choice, go home and spend some time with Marsha or spend some now with our daughters, spend some time with family or go out. Before before we marriage, I would always choose to just stay in and spend some time with Marsha. Only because I preferred that better. Not because Marsha had put that pressure on me, or oh, you must spend all your time with me. It's just because I preferred that. Oh, you got yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, so yeah, so to to answer your question, you know, I don't think marriage ever put that. It's not a pressure. It's right. just whatever you prefer. If you prefer to always go to always be out with the boys and not spend time with your significant other, like well, that in and of itself is a problem. Like there you go. That's, what I, that's what I mean. You know, um, but if you're very balanced and um, the partners like partners not putting that pressure on each other then there shouldn't be any problem because it really doesn't take away from um, their commitment to one another. Right. So I have yeah. a question for you then, Kev. Mm -hmm. So it seems like based on the conversation that we've had, that your mindset around your relationship had all of the components before marriage to be kind of like a marriage. You were committed. You did the things, the same things that you did before and after marriage. You had the same level of commitment, same level of affection, all of that stuff. So none of that for you guys really shifted and changed. So given that to you, that relationship in an, in the state that it was, was enough and gave you everything you needed. Why then do you feel like marriage is so important? Like what did marriage give you that being in a relationship didn't? For, for me, it's more of a, a sense of, um, well, not security, but like more of, you know, building because we continue building. So as we building, it makes it a lot easier to do it that way, I would say. So, okay. Because I, I know you mentioned building earlier and you also uh, commented on that you can build separate or you could build together. Yeah. I, I'm challenging you because I feel like you say that you feel marriage is necessary, but the way that you speak, you act that it's yeah. not necessary to do the things that you do because you were always doing them. So I'm mm -hmm. wondering if it's the idea that marriage is necessary, maybe like culturally ingrained and it's just something that you expected uh, mm -hmm. to be just a part of your life or if it's something that you were always just taught that that was something that was necessary and important. And it's not bad if it is, it's just, it. From what I'm seeing, it just yeah. it looks like or feels like you have all of the components before and after. So there wasn't a shift, but you still felt it was necessary, even though you didn't gain anything from it. So here's the thing. Can I just interject really quickly? Just so sure. you answer this Kevin's question. Kevin's time to figure it out. Kevin's like, oh, man, she tried to put me in the spot. <laughs> his parents said prior to us moving in together, because he had spoken to them and said, they were like, you're free to do as you want, but you know how we feel that it's untraditional. And once you're going to live with a woman or like your partner, that means you're essentially doing what married people do. Yeah. Or you're so not, no, it's you're, really strictly you're essentially married. You're married. Like Without, in their mind, yeah. whether you did it or not, you're living together, you're living your life that way, you're married. So just know that's where you're, what you're moving to. Now you just got to officialize it. That's all. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So as before you answer that question, just remember that we did everything the untraditional way. Yeah. So the, 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 what I wanted to say is that, um, partly yes, cultural, because, you know, no matter what we say, growing up, um, with, 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 in a culture, no matter what we said subconsciously, what like that cultural uh, values are in me so right. maybe yeah maybe it's part partially cultural but at, at the same time for me it's just partly because i wanted to build our life that way that's right. what i wanted, to, wanted us to do together 
So in that phase of our um, empire, when I just said, you know, We're building really our good. empire and um, building, that was a, an important step for us to do. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I just wanted to kind of talk about it. And then for some people, too, it could be as simple as, like, I want us all to have the same last name. Because <laughs> but that is one of the reasons why some people do. They're like, I want my kids yeah. to have the same last name as their yeah. father and as me. Because when they don't, people look at that a certain way and feel like you come from a broken home, which they, which you may not. But that so is also I, a cultural I, thing. Oh, Here's the thing, right? That's one mm -hmm. thing. Um, Marsha didn't take my last name, right? And that's something I'm totally okay with. Now, um, but the kid, our kid, our kid. Yeah, our, our daughter has my last name. Now, when I when um, we were living in Florida for for a while, when I when we were in Florida, I needed to take care of something for the family. Marsha doesn't have my last name, <laughs> so they were like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it created a huge problem because. She didn't have my last name. And I said, no, that's my wife. Like, I don't understand why is that an issue? And the lady's response to me was, oh, good luck living in Florida with your, your wife not having your last name because everything's going to be a, a, an issue. She's like, we're not that progressive yet. <laughs> so, and, 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 I, and I was like, you know, usually I, I don't put pressure on Marsha to say, hey, you must take my last name. It's either you take it or we, we're done. Because there are men who do that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah, I'm not like that, you know. And at some sort, some women say by making sure and pressuring the woman to take your last name, that's branding somebody else. Why do you want to do that? At the same time, to me, it's purely because of that experience. You know, it would make sense if she takes my last name, but at the same time, I'm not all about it. Or you must do it. You, you, right. Yeah. So for me, when I think about taking the last name, the only reason why I feel like I would probably maybe want to hyphenate is because my dad doesn't have any sons. So mm -hmm. for me, it's to, in a way, carry on the name. That would be the only other reason why I wouldn't want to do it. But outside of that, I have no problem taking on the last name because I feel like when you get married, there's gives and takes. There's maybe not in the way that you what the way you guys are living but i feel like sometimes it's like you're taking my last name as a representation and i'm taking on the responsibility a bit more of making sure that you are good you have everything that you need and by you saying cuz if you look at it traditionally you had the last name of your father and mm -hmm. it was your father's responsibility to take care of you, to make sure you were good, um, to raise you and things like that. And so when the last name transferred, it was now then, okay, now it's your husband's responsibility to do the things that your father used to do. And I think that's where the idea of changing the last name happened. Now, it's not necessary, but I think that's a component of it. Because if you look back in history, women couldn't even buy property or own property without it going through their husbands. And I think if they were widowed, then maybe <laughs> they could keep that property. But outside of that, it was either you were owned by your father or you were owned by your husband. So it is in some ways stemming from the idea of like the ownership of that person, which feels a little icky as you go through. So that's why some people choose not to. But even in Florida, I remember a story where a woman, um, 
a guy wanted to change his last name to his wife's last name because of the situation I mentioned where her father didn't have any sons and because he had so much love and affection for the dad, he was like, I will change my last name to yours so that way your name can carry on. And they were like, nah, fam, <laughs> you can't do that. He had the biggest issues doing that. So it's not accepted both ways. Mm -hmm. So um, last name is a huge issue. Marshall was very adamant in keeping hers. And that's totally fine with me that I have no problem with that. Why did you want to keep yours? I just really identify with my name. I Well, the biggest thing is she loves the way it rhymes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Marsha Marseille sounds so much better than Marsha Castell. Marsha Castell. Oh, Castell sounds pretty nice, too. Yeah, I like Marseille. You always make Castell your middle name. Yeah, but no. Marsha's uh, <laughs> like, I'm not changing my name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even during that time in Florida, if we, if we were planning to stay in Florida forever, it, it, it would have been, I mean, you know, that that's a conversation we would need to, to have again because how we, yeah, same. but how are we going to like be able to do things in the state where I'm always going to run into issues I can't handle something? You have some. to carry your like marriage certificate with you at all times. Be like, look, her name is there. <laughs> <laughs> I would have told him to do that. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's a, that's a huge issue. Okay. So, Marsha, I'm a, a tough question for you. Mm -hmm. Not wanting to change the last name with the exception of what you said. Some people would say that is can be a little bit selfish. Like you're not and I'm not saying that's what I feel, but I no, feel no, like I some people could say that's a little bit selfish. So, just expound on a little bit more why really outside of it rhyming, why it was so important to you. You mentioned something about your identity. So I wanted you to be able to speak to that a little bit more because there may be other women who are feeling the same way you do. And I just wanted to kind of understand how you got to that. Well, for me personally, um, I my argument would be it's selfish for you to ask me to right. change my name, actually, because historically also understanding the reason for changing last the last name it's like you don't have ownership over me and i'm not giving you my life or for you to like rule so why should i have to conform to changing my name one also two the branding aspect of it i mean how many divorced women do you hear and they're still going by their ex-husband's last name because True. they built a whole professional career or a whole adult life with that name. Like, oh, I don't know if you even know Tori Birch, the designer. Mm -hmm. Birch is not her 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 maiden name. It's her ex-husband's name. Really? Yeah. So that must be like uh, to see every time Birch right. and it's somebody you hate and you see it everywhere oh, wow. you go. <laughs> What's her real name? I don't remember what her real name is, but I mean, Birch but, sounds uh, better, but still, that's not <laughs> the point. That's, yeah, that's why you see few celebrities actually take the last name. Well, of course, it's not their real name in most cases, but you rarely see them take the last name of their partners. You know, it's yeah. all about marketability. And so. also, like in this day and age where women are making a name for themselves and doing their part in a marriage, why should they have to do something that asks so much of them if it's not something they agree with, you right. know? 
Uh, and yeah, it could just be culturally too, because different cultures don't take last names, or if they do, it becomes a middle name and right. it changes like that. I think in Spanish cultures, like you add the last name of your partner and then your old last name becomes your middle name or something along those lines. So it just really depends on the culture. Exactly. Okay. That was good to know. That's a good insight from you. Like I said, if I ever did the last name thing, I think I had thought about just hyphenating. Um, I have one of the most basic last names on the face of the earth, Smith. (laughs) It's not really that fancy. So, but um, that's the only reason, that's the only thing I had ever really thought about it. Um, but if I were to ever want to have kids, then at that point, I probably would have been like, okay, I would just change it for simplicity. Like you said, living in Florida, which I don't feel like I would ever want to live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but for a place, think, situations like that to make it easier, because then it's unfortunately sometimes easier to go with than against the grain when it comes to certain yeah. things like that. Like, yeah. Okay, this was awesome. Uh, I think I got a really good perspective from you guys about how you feel about marriage and why you decided to get married. Um, I think, once again, I don't necessarily know for me if it's the end all be all. I do think that for some people, marriage is critical, it's important, and it's mandatory. And for others, it's not. Uh, There's lots of couples who've been together 20, 30, 40 years and never got married and are happy, or people who've been together for 10, 15 years, got married, got a divorce, or vice versa. So I don't think it's the act of marriage in itself that creates the bond that has to be there with that couple already. And it's kind of like, Marriage is the icing on the cake. It's not the cake itself. Yes. That's 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 exactly what it is. Yep, definitely. All right. Because I I have heard people who've been together for so many, for decades, and then they get married and then boom, they divorce. But at the same time, if if that foundation is solid, nothing is going to. Rocket. Yeah. Well, a lot of times the reason why they divorce is because they've been together for 25 years, but now that they're married, they want to change how they operate in the relationship. It's because they have a different expectation of being a married couple than versus being a couple. And that is what probably led to the divorce. Not the fact that they just got married, but because they were like, oh, now that we're married, you have to do X, Y, Z. And I think that's what could have potentially caused that. Yeah. Is there anything else that you guys want to add in relation to marriage and just your experience with it and um, why you chose it or why you're enjoying it? Um, uh, I mean, there's financial benefits. There's a lot. There are a lot of benefits. They just put it this way. There are a lot of I benefits. Mean, they're just like there are a lot of benefits. There are a lot of cons. cons but yeah. for when the times are good, you see the benefits. When the times are bad, you see the cons. Yeah. So it's all about being balanced. I think utilize it in the best way for you um, and define what your marriage is. Don't allow others to do that for you. Which is very important. Yeah, very important. Don't involve people in your marriage, family, friends, whoever. And if you don't want to publicize it, you don't have to. It worked for us. And I mean, now we're recently talking about it. But as I said, do what works for you. 
And it's nobody else's business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys coming on today and having this conversation. Uh, remember, guys, uh, Marsha and Kevin do also have uh, their own podcast, Becoming Black Excellence. I will be in partnership with them to do an episode on uh, their channel in the coming weeks on something that they want to talk about. So I really would appreciate if you guys take the time to go give them a listen. Uh, they're available on Google Podcasts and um, a lot of other platforms. If you search their podcast name, you'll be able to pull it up right away and hear what they have to say. Um, thank you so much for joining um, us today, uh, Marsha and Kevin. If you have anything else, let's close out. Thank, thank, thank you, you so much us. for having us. Oh, you're very welcome. Alrighty, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to There Are Levels to This Chick podcast. To submit your state with your chest rants and read our newest blog post, please check out the official podcast website, there are levels to this chick.com. If you want to chat with me about today's topic or even give me ideas on what you would like to hear me talk about, you can find me on Twitter. Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the description below. Remember, kinfolk, we are here to grow into greatness together.